Hello and welcome back to Off the Gym Floor Podcast with me, Mark Carey, and my colleague, Matty Ruzzo. Uh, this week, we talk about hypertrophy, a really popular topic in and around the gym scene, uh, as well as talking about how we both fared through the recent storm on the Sunshine Coast. I uh, hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hey Manny, how are we doing today? I'm good Mark, how are you? Good to be back. Uh, it's always good to be back and it's good to see that you've shown up two weeks in a row. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, Even I know. though you were writing your notes on the way in the door. Mate, my notes are solid though. I was just, you know, everything's just off the top of the dome. Best five minutes you ever spent. <laughs> five minutes is more than enough Mark, you'd know all too well about that. I'm sure you've been told that many a times. Yeah, many a times. So what do you have to the weekend? On the weekend? Yeah. Um, Tell us a secret life of Matty when you're... you're not I, don't even, I don't even know. I think it was raining. How'd you go with that storm? Oh, fine, mate. It's just like being back at home. Was it? Yeah. Mate, I thought but the Great we, South the great southeast was producing some good storms on the weekend. It was... Well, my my place was, you know, relatively unaffected other than a few, like, little... Yeah, we had a couple of hailstones. trees and, and stuff. Yeah. Hailstones? Oh, little... hailstones at yours. Yeah, just a couple of little ones. Well, this is new information to me. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like a little cyclone that just came through. There was heaps of trees and stuff everywhere when I was oh, going around. Gym at Colombia had a bit of the roof ripped off and water coming through. Yeah, that the, at the gym there. And then I think another one of my clients had, like, his um full side gate just ripped off. Oh, wow. Because I got a phone call on Saturday night from a girl in the gym who was in the gym at the time. So yeah. she picked up one of my cards, called me. I was like, hey, and it's like, yeah, one of the other members, I bet the roof has gone through the front of a car. I was like, you're kidding. I was like, no, and there's water coming no. in. I was like, oh, yeah, it was no. like a tree. It was like a tree that was like landed on someone's car outside of Dickey Beach and just oh, foliage just everywhere, mate. So, yeah, there you go. Welcome, oh, to, Australia. Welcome to Australia. <laughs> First world problems. What's happening? We've got foliage everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was like a little, what? I think the power went out at um, mum and dad's place, they were saying. Oh, did it? Oh. Yeah, but for like two minutes and then it got back online. But yeah, crazy, crazy little, you know, something to keep keep things exciting over the weekend. But other than that, not too much, to be perfectly honest. You haven't played the game spike ball? Spike ball? Yeah. It's essentially yeah. like volleyball, but you got kind of like this like uh, little trampoline thing that you got to hit the ball into. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Super fun. I'll show you some footage after this. It's oh, such a fun that, game. that actually sounds amazing. Um, yeah, you wouldn't be athletic enough to play it though. And I mean, at your height, you got to get down real low sometimes. Oh, so. you? oh no, no, fancy that. Then. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want that. No way I'm going to cook that. Anyway, what are we, what are we talking about today? Well, I thought we would talk about hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. Summer, you know, getting the beach bodies, getting big muscles and all that. So what? <laughs> so hypertrophy. That's something you're going to talk about hypertrophy. I think we're probably two, two people who um. You know, probably not well equipped to talk about hypertrophy if you have a look at us from a distance. It's what you know and what you do. No, nah, man. Do the same as I do. Naturally, rel- naturally relatively tall, so the muscles are more stretched out. So it's a little bit harder for us to um, probably gain gain some size in the muscles unless we start getting into the old uh, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. No. Few jabs in the bum. In fact, when I played rugby, I was probably... Uh, 10 to 20 kilos heavier than what I am now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're training. What happened to it? <laughs> I said you just retire and you, you lose it all, you know? Um, so I'm in retirement phase now. It's uh, those who can't coach, so that's that's where I'm at. Who can't so. coach? You're doing the, actually, we're starting up again tonight, pretty much. We've got like a welcome barbecue back for rugby. Are you oh, are you? back down at the club? Oh, no, I'm just coaching, coaching um, 
here, not uh, rugby. I've, I've given up rugby. You've given up? Year. Given it up? I am there. After the girls disappointed you last I'm, season? Yeah, no, how dare they? How dare they <laughs> lose in the finals? But uh, now I'm just uh, I'm a, a loyal spectator now, okay. an avid fan. So. Oh, well, well, I'm back on the horse. I think we start again tonight. Just a little welcome barbecue, maybe a couple of games. It's not pissing down with rain again. Um, just in the second place. Yeah, bring that raincoat. Uh, but. Yeah, and then next Thursday, I think we officially start up because Tuesday's Australia Day over here. Is Australia Day. Is. What are you doing for Australia Day? What's your plan? Uh, well, look, you know, Australia Day is a bit of a um, controversial topic here. I think in Australia at the moment, no one really cares. It's more Triple J Top 100 Day. That's what people <laughs> care about more. They care more about that countdown. I think that's on Saturday. So I think we're just doing something. Was that something this Saturday, is it? Yeah, so we're just doing something at a friend's place. Um, for that, and I think there's also that McGregor fight this weekend as well. McGregor versus Port, uh, Portier. Portier. Oh, right. Okay. Which, no, which weight class has he got up? Back in his heavy weight. I think to do they're fighting weeks. at 155, so up a little bit, like just below. Is that Welter? Just below Welter? Okay. So, I, I think. I mean, I'm not too versed in the fighting world, but I know that those two guys are fighting. Whenever McGregor's fighting, I typically, I typically want to watch. I'm just that, you know, very casual fight fan. Yeah, I, you just you just go for the big. But games. it's a rematch. It's a rematch. So oh, I think that's time? I think that's on Sunday over here, or I think it's on the twenty third over there. So Did you get Sunday beat by him last time? No, 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 no. He won. He won. But they've gone both gone up a weight class since then. And Portier's uh, Portier, Portier. I think it's the Greg Portier. That guy. That guy. The other guy's versing McGregor. Let's just say that he's um he's a bit of a bit of a rough bloke. Loves to get in nice and tight and just take some punches and get a little bit bloody so it should be uh should be good good viewing good rematch lots of hype around it all right uh, who knows okay well let's get started then so uh, so we're going to talk about hypertrophy and for the people who don't know what hypertrophy is i'm going to summarize it real quick and then matt is going to do his thing where he goes into deep <laughs> hypertrophy <laughs> is basically building larger muscles so muscle growth yeah essentially just muscle size muscle growth and you know, a lot of people, I think, they, they, when they go to the gym, you know, they want to put on a little bit more lean muscle mass. Lean muscle mass is essentially what I call it. Yeah. That's an easy way to kind of break it down. Um, the benefit of that is, I mean, it's, it's not just about, you know, some people think about it, it's just being a bodybuilder. It's just about, you know, that vanity. But actually having more muscle mass from a health point of view, great metabolism, you know, it's going to trend. If you're building more muscle, you're doing more strength work, which means you're going to have better bone density, stronger ligaments, stronger joints. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to, to training for this as well, yeah, and whether you're that, male or female. And to dumb that down even more, look look good naked. Yeah. Look better naked. That's what I get. Some people coming in and just say, hey man, what's your goal? I want to put on a little bit more muscle size. Okay, let's break that down a little bit more. It's essentially, I want to look good. I want to look good naked. Yeah, who doesn't though? <laughs> well, plenty of people don't, but um, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially just you know building that lean muscle mass, you know, increasing confidence, whatever. A lot of that bodybuilding stigma. Yeah. I guess it's out there at the moment that I'm not the biggest fan of. To be perfectly honest, I mean, if you want to be the elite guys in the world, you've got to do steroids, and then most yeah. of the time it's you know immense dieting. Uh, lots of hours in the gym, a lot of sacrifice, and for what? Five minutes on a stage? In your or budgies? a couple, a couple, oh, no, a couple I took that. Five minutes on a stage in my yeah. budgies? So. Okay, yeah, five minutes on stage. I have a good time doing that. Yeah, and what? So you can, um, so you can look good, look good five minutes on stage and get a couple of good Instagram photos on there. Oh, you know, it's good. very, it's, 
very restrictive. I think it's glorified starvation, that type of stuff. That's a whole nother podcast we could go into. Yeah, absolutely. But, but hypertrophy is good for several other things yeah, as well. So this is hypertrophy for the average man and woman uh, who's looking to get fit and, and improve their body shape. So uh, let, let's, let's jump into that. So how do we stimulate that hypertrophy? That's what we want to know. So if we break hypertrophy down and talk about more of the physiology of it all, there's kind of like two... Um, different mechanisms to kind of think about. We've kind of got what we call metabolic stress and muscle damage. Okay, so they're kind of like the two things we've got to look at. So basically that metabolic stress is also known as, if we go down even deeper into the real science of it, it's called um, sarco, uh, kind of like sarcoplasmic uh, hypertrophy. And sarcoplasmic hypertrophy well, sarcoplasm is essentially just like that fluid around the cells. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially stimulating that fluid around the cells. So this is often kind of like that pump feeling, you know, you get after yeah, after a workout. Yeah, you kind of like that swole. Particularly from high volume. Yeah, so that's essentially what sarcoplasmic hypertrophy is. That's kind of, you know, when you're doing high reps, you know, um, and you feel kind of like that burn um, or that pump feeling at the end of it. And this is typically used by bodybuilders. Okay, so this is kind, and it's very kind of hard to sustain mm-hmm. that type of uh, hypertrophy as well. And then if we look down more into kind of like that muscle damage, um, where this is, you know, not to get too sciencey on everyone, but this is what we call myofibril actin myosin hypertrophy. Okay, don't worry, people. This, if you don't know what these are and you can't pronounce them, it doesn't <laughs> matter. When you when you train this way, you're still going to get the benefits without the fancy names. Yeah, exactly. So this is, and that's more essentially just muscular density. Okay, that's a fancy word myofibril actin myosin, or you can break it down and just summarize that with kind of like that muscle uh, muscular density. And this is more kind of like a strength orientated uh, hypertrophy. Okay, and this is typically more kind of like that used by athletes and also powerlifters. So you see those big powerlifters, they often uh, this is more have a more of a dense muscle. Yeah, this um, one's going to generate more force. Like yeah, I said, so. it's not going to waste away as quickly. Yeah, it's exactly. Not going to lose the, the It's also probably weight. harder to obtain. Yes. But it also lasts a lot longer. So kind of like a lot of the best kind of like bodybuilders in the world, okay, actually kind of start off kind of as like powerlifters. Yeah. And you know they develop that you know muscular density first, mm-hmm. and then they move into. Um, you know, more of bodybuilding and that, so they can actually get a lot bigger that way. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of like the two mechanisms. And basically those two mechanisms are just known as like mechanical tension. So essentially when we're all hypertrophy, in order to kind of like stimulate growth, we essentially just need to break the muscle down and essentially rip it apart mm-hmm. to like, you. whenever you're doing, you know, when you're doing uh, sets and you're kind of getting towards the end and you're really straining and you get up and you know, the next day and you're like, oh my God, my, my body's so sore. That's essentially the muscles that are being ripped apart and then they go repaired, bigger, denser and stronger than they were before. So that's essentially the physiology behind um, hypertrophy. Hope that all made sense. Yeah, well done, mate. That was, that was nice and simple. Nice and simple for everyone. So yeah, so summarize you can you can damage the muscle muscles under high tension that'll give you that dense look you can do those higher volume ones which give you that bit more kind of puffy muscle would that be the just pump, the pump. people yeah, call it the pump. pump you know i think i think arnold schwarzenegger in like a documentary is like you know i love the pump 
Oh, feels, a, feels like coming. You remember that? I was like, <laughs> you know, I feel like I was there. You feel like you're there? That, that, you're the uh, jabber. <laughs> you're down. Oh, man. <laughs> you should send that to him, see what he thinks. See what he thinks of your, your reenactment of that. Yeah, man, get him on that cameo or whatever it is function. That's it. Now, the, the other thing is, and, and typically people who lift weights, especially blokes, typically don't focus on this element. It's that mobility and that flexibility and the transfer of that in or the transfer of that into your, your hypertrophy. Oh, it's, it's honestly like a lot of times when people like they don't like to focus on, you know, mobility and flexibility and stuff like that because mm. they're like, oh, how's that going to help me get bigger? Yeah, essentially. Um, and honestly, like it's one of the most important things you kind of can if you want a big, big, bigger muscles. Flexibility and mobility is essential, okay? So flexibility is essentially just the length of the muscle and mobility is more the range of motion around the joint yeah. per se, okay? So when we think about like, you know, um, stretch tension relation, uh, relation, length tension relationships, okay? If we can't get full range of motion, okay? Then we're not getting the biggest stretch on the muscle Okay, we're not taking that muscle till its full length, and then we're not getting as much tension. Yeah, getting as much tension on the muscle either, and we need both of those things to stimulate, um, you know, mechanical tension essentially yeah. for muscle growth. Not only are you going to cut your hypertrophy gains short, but you're also going to cut your strength gains short, and also your body's not going to move that well either. So you're going to be very sh- short range of motion, very tight, more risk of injury. Um, it just yeah, it makes oh. no sense not to, to work on it, and especially when uh, there, there is a method of you know trying to keep tension on the muscle where you do half reps. Uh, I know there's a couple of people talking about this. Like if you do a bench press, not locking it at the top, yeah, and not coming all the way down, and just keeping tension through it, which is a method which is good, but it's only to be used sparingly to do that through all your workouts, all your exercises, and from week to week, day to day, month to month, and all this. Uh, it's completely wrong. Maybe to add that in as a supplementary um, exercise to your training with uh, some half reps, okay, but predominantly you want to be full range of motion, good yeah, range exactly. of motion, going all the way through. If you can't move a full range of motion, then you want to be, you know, assisting that with some mobility exercises, with some flexibility exercises, trigger point stuff, whatever it takes to get you that full range of motion. Yeah, and I think. Um one of the ways I like to kind of describe it to clients who are interested in like building a little bit of hypertrophy or lean muscle mass, um, I often tell them, okay, so we need to have a look at your range of motion first and your flexibility first. Because yeah. if our muscle length is only, you know, is, is short, yeah. then we can only build muscle in that range, yes. okay? However, if we take that muscle uh, length or that um, range of motion uh, even longer, yeah. then we have more room to move which means we can we have a larger range to build muscle in, and we're going to build bigger, stronger muscles that way as well. I think on a long point, uh, like long term, so we go back to that investment in the future. So you imagine doing a squat, right? You can't do a, a good depth in the squat. Yeah. So you do like a quarter squat. Yeah. Come up, you're like, oh man, one fifty kilos for ten, brilliant in that quarter squat. See when the by the time you're old because you haven't developed that strength and that range of motion, how are you going to get out of a chair? Oh, 100%. You can't squat down to the chair to what start about, with. Yeah, and what about when you see people like when they're doing deadlifts and stuff, and they kind of like 
can't really pick it up off the floor mm. type thing because they haven't developed that strength and that bottom range of motion yeah as well and that's kind of like uh where you need to be in order to you know be full a full rounded um human human essentially yeah full <laughs> right. human. break down think you're talking too much over here right so optimal training variables that, that's the next thing we want to have a look at is like if we're going to train for hypertrophy what's the optimal kind of ranges for that so the one one thing is the rep ranges, so yeah. have a look at that. We, we kind of had a discuss before the podcast, kind of 8 to 12 is that optimal range, but there's an exception yeah. to that, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I think there, there's plenty of research out there that suggests we can build um, muscular hypertrophy in really any rep range that takes us to um, some form of muscular, fa- uh, muscular failure, Yeah. essentially. But I think optimally, if you want to work in that hypertrophy range, um, where we are looking at muscle, I think eight to twelve is good, good yeah. to go. So you can kind of build a little bit of strength, a little bit of muscle in there as well. But in saying that, like you know, you can do three to five or three to six reps as well, yeah, and still build good muscular hypertrophy. Um, you can also take it up to, uh, you know, 15, 20, 20 yeah. even more, and you can build kind of like that muscular hypertrophy. Because the other thing to, to be aware, of, there might be some people out there who maybe trained for hypertrophy a long time, they've been doing 8 to 12, 8 to 12, you know, kind of rep range for months, maybe even years, some people, yeah. um, and they're just not getting those gains anymore. So the, the other exception to the rule is, if you're not seeing results, it's the thing that you're not doing that's, that's the thing that's going to be the next level. So if your body is now used to that 8 to 12 rep yeah. range, it's not going to excite it, it's not going to stimulate any change. So that's when you want to go higher volume, 15 to 20, or go lower volume and do, like you said there, that 3 to 5, 3 to 6 rep range, so that you're working under, you're going to be working under a different weight range and you're going to be focusing a bit more on that tension side of things rather than um, you know coming away from that, that um, uh, metabolic stress yeah exactly and that's kind of what you need to do as well because as you were saying before like the the body's a fairly smart engine yeah okay like you give it something enough it'll go i'm used to this now and now i'm kind of just going to stay put so a lot of the times you know when people are trying to develop kind of like um hypertrophy per se they kind of just go in kind of like that linear fashion yeah. where it's more so i'm just going to add a little bit of weight yeah. each you know week and then eventually they kind of get to a point where it's like, I can't, I can't really add any more weight, um, add any more weight to this. So then you kind of have to go into more of maybe like an undulating type method. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of where we, uh, we kind of go up a little bit and then we have to kind of deload a little bit and then go back up again and then deload and whatnot. And that's kind of like a good way to do it. But you have to make sure you're shocking that body in some form yeah. of another. So what I kind of start... The way I kind of um, do my uh, hypertrophy um, training, like from a periodization point of view, mm-hmm. um, is I'll kind of start with relatively like high high reps, but low um, uh, low volume, if that makes sense. So kind of like the percentage of your one RM. Mm-hmm. So and I'll kind of start and kind of like build that base to start off with. Okay, and then I kind of do two two weeks of where we kind of just like slow rev up, but I decrease my reps but increase the um, intensity. Yeah. Okay. So increasing the weight, the load. Through the- yeah, exactly. And then and then basically I'll shock the body, kind of in that um, third week or fourth week. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just repeat that process as well, again. So I'll make sure I shock the body with something real different. So maybe we're staying up around, here's an example of one I've used before. 
So four, um, four sets of 10 at 60% yeah. of your one RM. Then I go four sets of eight at 70% um, of your one RM. And then I might go four sets of, in the third week and give, me, give us that shock factor, um, four sets of six at maybe 76% um, percent of our one RM and then shot and then do a cluster set with that as well. So I kind of like shock the body even more. Yeah. So it kind of just gives that that stimulus to kind of just go, what the hell's going on here? So it's kind of, your body's never adapting to yeah. something over the way. The, the other thing to point out here is, is the, the way that you've structured that is that you're not going maximum effort every single week. So like, like you said yes. earlier, there's an exception that you can create hypertrophy from any rep range that takes you to failure. But we don't want to be working the failure every single week because that's a lot oh. on the body, and that's where people get injured working maximally every single week. 100%. And you can also get to like a point where your body has like a negative effect. So if you're going heavy and heavy all the time and you're constantly just feeling sore, you're overtraining. You're a you're overtraining, and b your body will then have what we call a negative effect to that training, and you can actually start to lose size. Yeah. Okay. And like. You know, if you're taking this super seriously, like nutrition is such an important factor for this as well. Got to fuel the engine if you're gonna switch it on. Yeah, exactly. I think something else we didn't talk about is what's kind of like that optimal intensity range that you reckon um, you need to be in in order to kind of like produce that hypertrophy. Uh, we were we were talking before, and so it's that kind of 60 75 percent if we're, we're working around about those kind of eight to twelve rep ranges. Yeah, exactly. So I think if I was you know, looking to do some type of hypertrophy training, I'd be looking for A, 8 to 10, 8 to 12 reps, and I'd be also looking at probably around 60 to 75%, as you were saying, yep. of your um, of your 1RM. And what about, I think, tempo? Tempo is like a really important factor when it comes to, um, uh, really uh, important factor when you come to uh, hypertrophy training as well. So that's okay. keeping the, the muscles under tension. So that yeah, that time, time, under, time under tension, essentially. Yeah. So I think you were talking about um, before kind of like that eccentric contraction. Yeah. So and, that, and that is the lengthening of the muscle while under tension. Yeah. So doing that eccentric one, that's where you do most of the muscular damage. So again, yeah. applying that tempo, having a slow eccentric phase during. So if we're doing a squat, take the bar off the rack and as we descend down into that squat position we go nice and uh, slow and we get to the bottom and then we can we can pop back up and uh, apply a good amount of effort on the way back up so taking the time to come down nice and slow popping back up maybe like a, a four second you know drop and then get down stop yourself and then drive back up yeah yeah 100 and 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 i think an, a good tempo that i use and i'm not saying this is optimal but this is what i use uh, probably four seconds down. Yep. One second pause at the bottom. Yep. And then try and like explode that up as fast as you can as well. Yeah. I think that's a probably an ideal tempo if we're looking for um, muscular hypertrophy as well. Uh, how many like I also like to use um, probably about maybe two to three um, two to three exercises. Probably optimally three exercises per um, muscle group. Yeah. For example, so if I was doing like a, um, uh, if I wanted to, thinking about the chest uh, muscle group, um, I'd maybe do a bench press, uh, then let's say push-ups, yeah. and maybe incline, dumbbell, bench press as well. Mm -hmm. So there's three exercises that we can do, and what, what would be like optimal rep range? 
So Rep Ranger's kind of like set, Rep Ranger or sets? Uh, sorry, yeah, no, sets. What yeah. did I say? Rep Ranger. Nah, that's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep you right. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Oh, I have a shot. Yeah, so kind of three to six is that kind of sets uh, that you kind of want to do. I know there's an exception to that. We'll go into that. Yeah. <laughs> method of training, which I hate. Really. I know, I think um, Brad Schofield, he's kind of like an industry leader in hypertrophy training and has a literally a book out called Hypertrophy. Um, he's from his research, he shows that probably 10 sets per muscle group is opti- optimal for muscular hypertrophy. But if you kind of like, you know, let's say we're doing day where we're just focusing on chest and we do kind of, you know, that 10 sets of some type of chest mm-hmm. um, on that same day, then we need to wait at least 72 hours now for that body to recover mm-hmm. um, fully so we can then work work it again. Yeah. Okay, otherwise we can... Explain the yeah. bodybuilder's method of um, choosing one day for each muscle group and then not touching it till next week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, I think a good way... I think intensity... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, not intensity. Frequency is um, an important factor for building muscular hypertrophy as well. Because if you see, like, you know, um, let's take gymnasts, for example. Okay, yeah. those guys, they have huge arms <laughs> most of the time. They usually they, have really... They are some of the strongest, like, you know, per body weight, like, strongest, most able athletes out there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100 in terms of, like, and they don't even really do much weight much weight training at all it's mostly body weight type stuff yeah. but they have the biggest arms ever because every single day when they're in the gym they're pulling themselves up in some capacity they're doing some type of dip they're doing all this other stuff so it's kind of like that frequency over a period of time is just going to help build muscles another example as well um, let's take like a, a plumber for example oh, you know, yeah. they usually have these ripped forearms because they're constantly every day they're screwing things they're um, fixing things with their hands all the time. It's very like they've always got these ripped forearms, and so that frequency as well is also such an important uh, important factor. So, in saying that, when I like to do um, my hypertrophy training, and I'm, I'm looking at ten sets um, over the, I usually do that over the week. Yeah. So maybe you know, let's say I was training three days a week, and I was looking at chest exercise. So maybe on the Monday I'm doing four sets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's going to be on like a bench press. And then maybe on Wednesday, I'm now doing... Um, three dumbbell press. Yeah, um, incline yeah. dumbbell press. I'm doing yeah. three sets three sets there. And then on uh, Friday, I'm doing uh, push-ups, okay. for example. And I'm doing another three sets of push-ups there. So over the week, the frequency of me hitting that chest all the time, yeah. I'm hitting it three times instead of just burning it all out in one day and then not hitting it again for, I don't know... 72 or the whole other week if you just do you know yeah. I'm doing chest today I'm doing shoulders tomorrow you know that's yeah, I've done the, the I've done the, the bodybuilding split many times over my my life and I, I I'm much I think it's more interesting to do a full body every day yeah you know? I, that, that's just my personal thing so if there's anyone out there who thinks right I've got to do a chest day a back day a shoulder day a leg day um, and, and split it down that traditional bodybuilder split you don't have to yeah. No. And you're gonna like you said the frequencies. So see if you enjoy your gym more, you're gonna come more frequently, you're gonna naturally put more effort in if you enjoy it. I don't enjoy that, but every time I try to do it, um, in the past, I was just like like the first week you're okay with it and then I just get just bored of it. So if you don't like that style of training, don't have to do it, you're still gonna get 
great results. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's just summarize that, you reckon? So where are we at? So time and attention, we're looking at... Yeah, time and attention. Go especially slow on the eccentrics um, and just, you know, pause and apply that power on the way up so that we're still getting the strength benefits. Yeah, so that's four so that's four seconds four seconds down. Yeah, um, optimal rep optimal range. Optimal rep range. We're looking probably about eight to 12 reps. Eight to 12, unless you've been sitting there for a long time, then it's time to expand out and okay. stimulate the body some Optimal else. sets. So I'd say three um, different exercises per muscle group and break that into maybe 10 sets. So a good way I do it is four, four three, three sets. Yeah. So that's a good way to do it as well. And then probably our intensity, we're looking at roughly about what, six, 60 to 75%. Yeah. So what if there's an exercise out there that somebody doesn't know what their one rep max is, so they, they struggle to do a, a percentage. How do you get around that? Um, Cause I use a more qualitative way of, um, well, obviously, there's a yeah, RP, yeah, RPE method so is a good way of, to do out it. Out of 10. So if we're looking at 60 to 70%, you're looking at a 6 or a 7 out of, out of 10, which is uh, another way to describe that one that works really, really well for, for some of my clients is kind of leaving that um, 1 to 2 in the tank. Yeah, leave yeah. one to two reps in the tank. Yeah, leaving one to two reps in the tank. So you finish 10, man, I could maybe have done a couple of more reps in that perfect unit, a really good working range there. And then when you talked about that shock week, that should be, I've got no reps in the tank. Yeah, the exactly. So for example, take a weight that you can comfortably do 10 reps on mm -hmm. and you get a baby uh, a six out of 10 Yeah. when you do when you do that. So you say, oh, I could probably do another four more reps afterwards. Yeah. Okay, that's probably roughly about 60%. And there's good research to suggest that um, the RPE method is, um, you yeah. know, links up with that, uh, you know, percentage of your 1RM as well. Yeah, so that, that's just for, for anyone out there who doesn't have the one at max scores for some exercise, especially like small accessory exercises, um, or doesn't want to go to that level of intensity to, to find them out, then again, that's another good yeah. way to do it. Think about leaving one to two in the tank in your normal working weeks. Then in that shock week, that's when you've got nothing left in the tank when in the set. Yeah. Um, so that's just a, a different method, uh, one that I quite like to use. Okay. What are some, what are some good, speaking of methods, um, what are some good methods to kind of like get hypertry, uh, hypertrophy as well? Well, cluster sets. Cluster set? I think cluster sets is an awesome one. So a cluster set essentially kind of is when you basically take an exercise to failure yeah you rack it back up you wait roughly roughly between 10 to 60 seconds mm -hmm. um okay and then you get back on the bar and you start repping um repping out those reps again so it's kind of like that so you basically, you know, you're, you're taking a short break yeah. within the set. So yeah, a short that, break within the set and then repping out some more reps. So that well. allows you to get a higher volume at a higher weight. So yeah. if you've got, if you're working at your six rep max uh, weight, so let's say six rep max, you can do 50 uh, kilos. That's your six reps. If you take a small pause within that set or the end of that six reps, you can then maybe get up to eight, nine, maybe even 10, depending on how many times you, you do that. So again, you're taking that, that six rep max and you're doing it over eight eight reps, which gives that that greater yeah, volume, kind of like greater stimulus. It's also, being, it's also referred to as kind of like a rest pause or pause rest method yeah. as well. Um, so I think a good way to for programming like cluster sets is what I use is that uh, research has shown that approximately you know fifty percent um, of your ATP PC system, which is just 
your muscles we'll get into that later that's your energy system for yeah. high intensity work like yeah exactly um, so <laughs> that's you put it way more eloquently <laughs> I know I'm a dummy I like it. things simple so. yeah exactly I'll, I'll so basically if you do as say we're doing a um, we're doing 10 reps for example okay we're doing our 10 rep max so we get to 10 reps the last one we're kind of struggling that 10 sec, uh, 10th rep up then we wait roughly about 15 seconds that's going to restore roughly about 50% of our energy back, okay, yeah. to put it simply. Um, so then we pick up the bar again, we then do maybe another five reps on that bar, okay? Put it back up, rest about 15 to 20 seconds, okay? Take it off again, now we maybe rep out two to three reps, probably two, put it back up, another 15, 20, um, another 15 to 20 second rest again, and then we can rep out one rep. I don't, that's one set. That's one, and that's one set. Now, I don't necessarily suggest doing that, but that's a, that's a way to kind of like think mm-hmm. about it as well. And honestly, by the time you get that up, you will be in a lot of pain across your chest. This, this is something that you're on a shock damage. week, isn't it? Yeah. This is shock was, week training. Just remember that. That's shock week training. I would only do, week. and if I was training like that, I'd probably only do a total of two sets as well. Yeah. So it, I would take that to four, four sets. Yeah, I'd take that for maybe two sets. And that's going to be that shock week on your body. And then you know we can do that to our body because the following week is what we call deload week where we yeah. deload the intensity a little bit That's more it. we kind of like let those give you time to repair and actually physically build that muscle yeah exactly yeah. good right drop sets drop sets as well so that's another good one that's basically where you um take an exercise to failure again yeah and then you drop the weights pick up some weights which are lighter i think typically about 10 percent lighter or mm-hmm. a few kilos lighter um, and then you take those reps and then you continue and you do another reps until failure again. There you go. Where take those reps until failure on your drop sets. Yeah, whenever you can't, you can't go anymore, take some weight off the bar or put the dumbbells down and pick the next yeah. set of and that's more And that's more of that kind of like that pump type yeah. training, that bodybuilder type training as well. Again, shop week. Yes. you can, I, I like to do them with arms a lot. Yeah as well so oh, whenever I can tell. yeah so whenever yeah. training arms do like a drop do like a drop set right, right, put a little bit of hypertrophy in there as well what you why, say? Is, why he wears singlets all the time you know just yeah, mate, so can't well, contain those guns yeah it's raining so I've got a full jumper on at the moment <laughs> alright so there's drop sets uh, forced reps are another good one yeah, we've so got on our list here we put together yeah so forced reps is kind of like you know when you've got someone spotting you and you can't get to that last rep and you're really struggling to get that out and then you've got that spotter to kind of help you um, so pick it's, it up it's similar to the cluster sets instead of, instead of waiting for a rest so you get to 6 reps max yeah. instead of waiting for the rest to do a couple more reps you, your, your spotter is going to give you a little bit of assistance to get those extra 2 get reps get those out. extra 2 so you're just getting a bit more time and attention yeah beautiful more time attention. attention there you go Alright, the next one we've got on our list, I hate this one. Oh, so this is a method called German volume training. It works, I just don't like it myself. It's a method, and it it works. I mean, any method works. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it out there. However, so German volume training is essentially doing 10 sets of 10 on a predominantly uh, your big your big muscle compound lifts. Second so speed. like your bench press or your squat or your deadlift, like that type of stuff. Now, it works. It sucks. Two, two things happened to me the first time I tried this. <laughs> one, it was leg day. I struggled to walk out of the gym. That was three exercises. That's yeah. all I did. Three exercises, 
barely walked out of the gym. And the gym I was in, I had to go up and down stairs to get to different machines and different levels. It was awful. The second thing is, it, it took so much out of my body, I, I got ill after, I, I just caught a cold. Yeah. Um, and I used to have a, used to have a lecturer, uh, big guy, big shout out to Paul Swain, I'm sure he's listening to this, who doesn't? And he is a massive powerlifter, never misses training. I think he's, when I was at uni, he says, the last five years, I missed two training days. That was because I was ill. That's all he ever misses. And uh, he said German volume training again made him ill as well. He just did, didn't work well with his body. So yeah, it's something, like, if you're going to try doing 100 reps of an exercise in uh, in your training, then, yeah, look, uh, make sure you're an experienced lifter. If, you, if you're a novice or intermediate, just, just don't bother. There's yeah, that's more of that, um, that Eastern block style of training where they kind of just... Yeah, yeah, they just say, "Hey, you ever seen the you're Georgian doing it? I don't care. I saw you feeling. This is what we're doing." Have you seen the Georgian rugby team? No. Hundred percent there on German volume training. Those guys are yeah. monsters. Yeah, can't can't win a rugby game at the top level, but they are big beasts. The thing with German volume training as well, it's usually at about sixty percent of your one RM. Yeah. And it is four second eccentrics yeah. down all the time. So it just that. Uh, stress on your muscles is insane and yeah. like I've actually never done it because I'm too scared to do it <laughs> but I've, re- I've read about it and uh, it definitely works I've seen people have done um, done it as well I mean it's a very boring way to train as well you, know, yeah. you get in you kind of get out but I don't know 10 sets of 10 kill me no I, I won't uh, I won't be doing that ever again right this one you like this one don't you this is one of your favourites so when was first set last so this is just kind of a way where you kind of can get um both ends of the spectrum so you know when we're talking about you know you've got that uh strength orientated hypertrophy which yeah. is like that more muscular density and then we shift into uh so we're getting that hypertrophy volume side of it as well mm-hmm. um which is more kind of like that pump feeling so you kind of start off doing just a typical uh Wendler method which is you know your five three one mm-hmm. or your five by five three 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 five three one yeah and at the very end you basically take um the load uh the volume that you did on your first set of the Wendler and basically am wrap that out and do as many reps as possible um at the end with that one so that's a good way to kind of you're building strength but then you're also accumulating that strength as well yeah. and building a little bit more hypertrophy with that. So you're kind of getting two ends of the spectrum. So Because typically when we, if we just train strength, we tend to lose a little bit of hypertrophy. But this way, we're training strength and hypertrophy. So you kind of get yeah. them sort of both the best world. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then this next one, this is this one I, I really like, um, is BFR training which is blood flow restriction training blood flow restriction training so that's kind of a bit of it's only been i've been injured so many times in my life so i've kind of gone over to this now if you don't know what blood flow restriction is you can only use it on the limbs you can't use it on the torso so if you want a bigger chest a bigger back whatever in that torso you, you you can't use it here what you do is you basically use bands to reduce or restrict the blood flow into your into your limbs okay now you can go you can get the proper electronic ones which measure the exact just like a, a blood pressure machine would, would measure exact blood flow that goes in or blood pressure that goes into your uh, into your limbs then that's the, the the best way other people will use a, uh, elastic bands that's what i've used because I, I certainly can't afford to pay for those big fancy machines yeah but again um you can use these now 
what this basically does, it means you don't have to work any higher than 40 to 50% of your one at max. So when we're talking about the RPE, you're looking at a four or five out of 10 for intensity, or you know, you're looking at a weight that if you did it without blood flow restriction, you've probably got twice as much of the tank. So if you go for 10, you could, if you get to 10 reps, you probably still have another, you know, five to 10 in the tank at least. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's the kind of intensity you're looking at, or sometimes even just body weight. Now. The great thing about this is, well, one, you don't have to use a, a high intensity, um, which is great. So if you are injured, um, it's a fantastic way to be able to exercise the muscles, maybe in that injured limb, but without putting heaps of tension on when you're obviously past the, the phase where you can start moving and exercising. If you do, obviously, if you do too early, if you've just broken a leg, don't go start doing this. Yeah. Um, but once you're to that stage where you can start exercising again, it's a great way to be able to start working it now, cutting off that blood, it creates hypoxia, so you, you're starved of oxygen in that, that limb, and that hypoxic conditions in your in your muscles um, actually stimulates the body to go, oh, okay, let's, let's grow some more muscle fibers. We need uh, we need bigger muscles in there in order to cope with this. And it also does build up, again, those metabolites are a little bit like the, um, uh, the, the bodybuilder style training that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, because it is very, it's high volume as well. So when we're working at those low intensities with the, the bands uh, restricting the blood flow either into the arms or to the legs, uh, a good the protocol to use is 30, 30 reps for your first set. So that's 30 reps back to back, a 30 second rest, then do 15, another 30 second rest, a further 15, and then final 30 seconds rest and the final 15 reps. So you're going to do four sets in total, one at 30, three at 15 with a 30 second rest. Yeah, it's good that you kind of know this because I do see a lot of people kind of like, well, not a lot of people, I have seen people before Fashion where they kind of just here. like, they really don't know or they know, oh, BFR is kind of like this new popularized uh, thing going around at the moment that helps you create muscle mass. Yeah. Um, so they kind of just get these bands, latch them onto their arm. They don't really check how tight they're putting them because if you do it, you've got to kind of have them a certain tightness in some in some. Yeah, there was ways. a really good study I read when I was at uni, and it was the pl- practical applications of BFR training. So the, the, yeah, every individual person spending five to thousand dollars on a katsu. Um, that's what that's where it originally comes from. Jeff, Japan, yeah. a guy called I think it's is his name Dr. Katsu or something like that. Anyway, it's Katsu training it was called, and uh, you get these boxes which will regulate the air pressure in the cuff to make yeah. sure that you've got the exact pressure. So what they they did they, they, they did a meta analysis and did studies that if you kind of the band tightness shouldn't be painful and it should be around about seven out of ten for pressure. And yeah. that is well, I think uh, on the cuffs they have like these optimal ranges. I don't know them. Yeah, so but the, you can get get them uh, get them there even better, but they're a little bit more expensive, obviously. Yeah, so you can get ones which will tell you. So again, the inflatable ones which will tell you the exact pressure that yeah. you're using. So there's a slightly different pressure, obviously, for the thighs than there's the arms. You need a bit more pressure around the thighs, but you can use that RPE system to go. Okay, that pressure is about seven out of ten. Is it? painful is does it feel like you know your yeah. your legs swelling up painful and about to drop off if it is you've got it too tight but it's very good if you are injured or again if you have been working hard for months and months on end um you want to have like a, if you've been doing an off season it's great to deload the body from that high tension as well. i just love how people are using it like for hypertrophy now because it was originally designed as you were saying for um people with injuries okay so people with injuries who can't really put much stress on their um joints uh 
they basically can do this blood flow restriction technique um, and do way lower, um, the intensity is way lower. Yeah. And uh, they're still getting similar effects as they would be yeah. um, if building you were training at a higher intensity. Keeping the strength up. Yeah. It, yeah, building like that capacity back into your muscles. But then now it's been taken and now it's like, oh, let's use it more in the bodybuilding realm where we yeah. can now put on size and you know, strap it around your legs. And my, I literally, up. and one of the reasons that I, this came to my mind when we were doing the hyperch because guess what I've got in my bag? Guess what came the other day? I ordered these ages ago and they've taken so long to come. BFR bands. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah, there you go. See, I've never actually done it myself. Well, you can borrow my BFR bands. So I, I bought these because I've, I've talked to a couple of people in the gym. I've got a client at the moment as well who's got a lower limb injury. So we're going to have a look at using and applying this in his training to try and you know, help with the maintain the strength and his muscle getting the bands itself look good. A little bag they come in, that's pretty crap, that's falling apart already. But again, you can find these bands, you know, on eBay, Amazon, stuff like that. So oh, beautiful. So yeah, it took about a month for them to come, but now they're here. You crack <laughs> on with them. So I'll let you know how they go. Yeah, I was, I was looking at those cuffs not long ago, but look, I don't need big arms most of the time. That's what you use them for, but mostly yeah, around like knees and stuff like that. They use them for for rehab purposes, but yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. That's well, us. That's us. My God, it's the end. It's a lot of talking today. There was a lot of talking, but hopefully that's a lot of good, useful information for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like to think that you, you don't come on here just for the banter, and that uh, you come away with something useful you can apply in your everyday life. Mate, one hundred percent. And you know, we've done a little bit longer than we usually do today. Roughly about forty-five minutes here. But it's a popular, it's a popular topic. Popular feel, topic. Feel, yeah, it, needed, it needed it, didn't it? it yeah, because I feel like I feel like you know a lot of people kind of like you know they look at the Arnold Schwarzenegger's of the world. They go, you know, and they go, oh, how the hell do I look like that? And a lot of the times they just come to the gym and it's just, all right, I'll go a little bit heavier this week, a little bit heavier next week, and then yeah. and then they kind of hit a plateau. It's, it's like you mentioned, a lot of that is diet, also. Oh and yeah. You know what? There's a good rant. If you don't follow James Haskell, right? He's a bit of a showboat, but he's actually he's actually a good guy. James Haskell is an ex-rugby player, England rugby player, and he had this brilliant rant up on his um, Instagram the other day going on about, because he, he's done a McDonald's advert, right? He's yep. the second England player to do a McDonald's advert, and people are getting at him going, you're, you're an ex-pro athlete, how do you promote fast food and all this? And talking about that, it's like, I couldn't do the bodybuilder thing because it's far too restrictive. Yeah, you, you, There's a balance where have a little bit of naughty in your life, naughty yeah. foods that you enjoy, but then the majority of the time you should be eating healthy. You know, you can find some good foods that you can still enjoy that are, that are healthy. And he just goes off on one, calling people out for just, you know, getting into doing McDonald's. He goes, I quite like McDonald's. Yes, I'm a, uh, uh, an ex-professional athlete. I've got, a, I'm healthy. I've got a decent rig on me. So does Chloe, my missus. His missus is stunning, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know what? We go to McDonald's sometimes. After I've done this run, I'm going to go down to McDonald's because the takeaway, the drive through still open in COVID, and I'm going to smash a Big Mac. Mate, remember that Macca's month that they did in November? I went there. Yeah. I went there a few, met too many times, I think, as well. <laughs> but I, I don't, I'm not addicted to Macca's. I'm addicted to value. I feel like I they were... see value. No. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is something new. No. You heard it here first. Value's addicted to Valium. Value, because they'll just give they'll giving away things down at Macca's and I'm just like, oh, I can't turn this down. It's I'm, a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm very lucky in the fact that I'm a celiac, so I can't eat gluten, so the only thing I can have from Macca's are the chips, and that gets a bit dull. So, oh, wow, yuck. So that's how I keep balance in my life, is by physically not being able to do it without uh, causing myself some severe Yeah, discomfort. exactly, everything in moderation, but yeah, as we're saying as well, like diet is so important to hypertrophy, like if you want to get uh, 
a level where you want to be putting on size, you've got to be eating enough as well. Because a lot yeah. of people, when they're putting on size, they're not eating enough in order to get there. And they're like, oh, well, I, keep, I don't feel like I'm getting any bigger. But I might be getting a little bit stronger, but I don't feel like I'm getting any bigger. And well, they're that's just doing that dirty filling themselves full of crap. Yeah. They, go, they, put on oh. enough, they get enough calories to fuel themselves, but then they just go and put on excess weight. Well, yeah, and I think well. something we've touched on before as well when we were talking about weight loss in a podcast not that long ago as well, that the bigger the your muscle is kind of like a real expensive tissue. So oh, yeah. the bigger the muscle is, the more calories essentially yeah, it needs to sustain. Cost. So it's just like, you know, your resting metabolic rate when you're at one size might be, you know, at a certain level. And then once you put on, let's say, you know, maybe let's say three, four kilos in muscle mass, then you're going to have to be increasing what you're eating because you're now burning more calories while you're resting uh, as opposed to where you were before. So to start your hypertrophy training, you're 1,800 calories a day. And then, you know, a few weeks in, you might have to go up to 19, 2,000, and, and you know you've got to adjust your eating style along with the results. Otherwise, yeah, if you want to, if you, if you want to put on size and like obviously you know protein and all that type of stuff goes along with it as well. That's why it's just a pain in the ass to, if you want to get into you know seriously start looking at bodybuilding and stuff because it's just you know you, you start weighing food, you start oh, you know already. saying oh I can't I can't I can't eat that or I can't drink that. Otherwise, I've got to eat at this certain time. It's just like, you know, you see those, um, see like those movie movie stars and stuff like that. And when they go on screen, like Captain America or whatever, and they oh, okay. get the shirt off yeah. and they uh, put on like all this muscle mass. And it's just like the I quite like Thor's eating. last body. It's like, yeah. that, that is a movie star I can get behind. Well, Thor that guy's a bit of a genetic freaking god no, no. that dude. But no, no. Remember the last movie, Thor? What's his body look like? Major oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's... That's a superstar body I can get behind. <laughs> exactly. I could achieve that in the next couple of months. Oh, but it's like I've got to eat at this time exactly. Otherwise, if I don't eat at this time, I go into like an anabolic state and now I'm breaking down um, instead of picking it up. It's just like, you know, you got a trainer sitting there yelling at you going, okay, eat this now, eat this now. Okay, stop eating, stop eating. All right, spit it out, spit it out. You can't eat that, you can't eat that. Oh, wow. Or whatever it gets to, but yeah, and it's just, uh, I don't know, a bit of a pain in the ass. It's not something I'd probably ever get into, but some people love it. I think, and uh, good on you. Yeah, it's a pain. Well, that's all we have time for today. Um, hope you enjoyed <laughs> it. If you do have any questions, you can contact Maddie at uh, mr underscore before Max Science on Instagram, and you can contact me at fitness also on Instagram. Beautiful. So, see you later, guys. Catch you guys. We'll see you next week for another interesting topic.